do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. is the is the public domain version of that song. I don't even know what that was. Well, yeah, really. <laughs> okay. Um, hi, I am Tim. I am Dustin. And this oh. is Apocalypse Now. Are you not Tim Harvey tonight? Well, are we, are we um, to something new, something fresh and casual? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that. All right. Uh, yes, I am Tim Harvey, and this is Dustin Adair. Aha, he has a last I name. Do. He's not one of the one name stars. Actually, he I, could be a one name well, star. Madonna's last name is Chacon. Yeah, that's true. So it's not like they don't <laughs> have last names, they just don't use them. Right. Um, yes, so this is Zompocalypse Now. Indeed. For sci-fi for me and horror for me. And we have just finished watching... Fear the Walking Dead. Episode 13 of Fear the Walking Dead. I believe it is episode 13 for this... It's polio and, and lettuce. I'm sorry, I tell a lie. It is, uh, it is episode 17. Pablo and Jessica. Polio and lettuce. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, I am troubled by this episode for one very simple reason. You you said it very clearly as we were watching it. It's a perfectly passable, serviceable episode of a show we hate. I and I'm I'm a little concerned about that uh, because that's two. We've had two yeah. good episodes since the show came back. Um, so that's two out of many. Yes, but... out of out of yes. <laughs> Lots of them. Too many uh, that were not passable or pleasant. Um, yeah, uh, this this actually this actually goes a long way to making up for last week. Uh, yeah, actually, there was no Travis and no Chris. That was a plus right there. Super plus. Nick's whole little thing was like minor at best. Um, the only, and we'll talk about that more as we talk about the next things. But there's a scene missing. For right. tonight's episode, that really felt out of place, that it wasn't there. Right. But, uh, other than that, character development happened? Yeah. Uh, we got to learn something about our people. We got to meet some new survivors. We got uh, dramatic zombie, you know, infected, the dead, whatever you want to call them, action tonight. Uh-huh. We had... Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm yawning already. We had a fairly efficient disposal process. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, this was actually a f- very <laughs> solidly written and directed episode. Yes. I'll take a little lean over to the computer here, but the writer of this episode is a lady named Kate Erickson. I don't know that she's written in an episode. Oh, she did. She wrote uh, episode 10 of this season. Ugh, one of the first of the pirate episodes. Oh, right. So, I was going to say, it's okay. Kate Erickson, you said? Kate Erickson is the name of tonight's writer. 
Well, well, good, good on you, Kate. Yeah, this was this was this was actually really well done. So, uh, just like last week, and the uh, what they've been doing really well is the two parallel stories. Right. So we did have Nick off in La, La Colonia. Sure. Colonia, and his attempts to make up for how he really screwed up. Mm-hmm. Although it, it succeeded, he managed to, to make things difficult with guys with the supplies and the guns. Right. And so his big plan is he's going to take baby powder, or baby milk, build, mm-hmm. powdered milk, and uh, and cut it with the Oxycontin. Right. And make slightly less potent, but also in some way slightly more potent. Because he said that they'd be getting higher faster or something. I think they get higher quicker, but it doesn't last as long. Ah. Oxy to give to the guys who run the Thrifty Mart now. And so him and the pharmacist make all these pills. And then him and uh, Lucia go to deliver them. And then they're back. Right. And the pharmacist is like... Oh, you did such a good, awesome thing. Now we're oh, hunky dory, and yeah, it's kind of like watching. It's a like, quick. Let's go defeat the evil king and rescue the princess. And then the next scene like, is, well, that was easy. <laughs> um, Hi, princess. She's like, Hi, everyone. How are you? Thank you for rescuing me. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on. Because <laughs> it seems like this should be this big dramatic scene. Because I mean, it's going to be a fairly big deal when he gets back to go up against these guys again because yeah. they're not fans of his. No. And and he sits there and talks about how basically oh well you know I had to I had to swallow my pride and be all like you know super nice and I even said senor and and, and that's where's that big dramatic scene no <laughs> I, was like, I, I, want, I want to see that uh, but apparently not that was not on the in the cards instead we got the soccer game yeah. Um, and we got to see that little girl who we keep seeing in the background cry. Who's so doomed. Oh, she's adorable. She's this adorable little moppet. And she stands places and cries. And you know, I just know the scene is coming. Oh, yeah. Where Nick thinks she's standing somewhere crying. And he reaches and pulls, turns around and she's a big old dead zombie. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I'm curious as to how long it takes people to react to her crying because we see her, we listen to her crying, we see her crying, and she's by herself. And then after, I don't know, a minute or so, this older lady comes over and it's like, it's going to be okay. How long was she crying before she went over there? Well, we assumed that she was like, this, you're going to be okay. And instead of like, you know, stop crying, stop you're a child. Or, yeah. <laughs> stop crying, or I'll give you something to cry about. Um, <laughs> I know your dad is dead. Everybody's dad is dead. Get over Nobody it. has any fathers anymore. <laughs> it's a fairly... I mean, Nick's story there is fairly straightforward. Now, I was a little confused how he and the doctor weren't high as hell from all the dust that was all over their faces and, and all hands, over their hands. And, yeah, I mean, well, they're breathing in a ton of Oxycontin. And uh, not being someone who takes oxy or any drug of that powerful nature, mm-hmm. uh, I cannot speak to how it works when you inhale it. But if it's like most drugs that you take and they get you high, when you grind them up and inhale them, doesn't that also get you high? I don't know. Sure. Why not? I don't know. But 
it was kind of a neat little it was a neat little uh, uh, Breaking Bad little scene where yeah. he's assembling. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, and you're gonna let me. And the pharmacist is like, Okay, sure. Well, it's it's kind of curious that Nick is now like the harbinger of hope for these guys. He's like, you know. well, it's he's you know a white guy showed up. Let's put that guy in charge. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, well, yeah, there's some there's the, yeah, and it's kind of a Walking Dead. Yeah, uh, I yeah. don't know. Well, it would okay. All right, I but it wouldn't be a very interesting show if Nick just kind of showed up. And, like, met a couple of people, but they were all super low-rung people, like, just citizens of this place. Mm -hmm. And he started hanging out with them, and every once in a while you'd see, like, oh, there's a pharmacist and his lieutenant, this super hot Latina over there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, oh, well, I'm never going to actually see those, or speak to those people. I'm going to go back to making (laughs) tamales with you. And, you know, no, he's got to be sent front and center of the action. He has to become... Well, it's true, but I mean, at least there's a, something of an excuse, of course, because he's they they the pharmacist had him at the clinic because mm-hmm. he was making sure that he was well, and you know, interacting, you know, going out on these on these food runs. Uh, well, that's because he know, doesn't have any other job, right? Yet, so yeah, but it's also this. It's curious because we were really getting the sense that he was sort of sucked into the. Oh look, it's another pseudo death cult thing, and let's yeah. drink the Kool Aid. But now he seems to have a little more agency in terms of shaping things. Now mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. It's what's a little curious to me is how well all that those scenes were actually playing out. I mean, it was just it was a perfectly serviceable, enjoyable little stretch in that little town that we now know is so very doomed. Yeah. Oh, they're all going to die. Everyone dies horribly <laughs> on the show. So there's that. Plus, uh, back, back at the hotel, we get to see how Madison and Strand escaped the bar, which was by pulling a walker into a back room, covering themselves in walker goo, uh, shuffling out of the bar, and then Stacking all those chairs up. So, yeah. To block them in. And then they found a... What is it? Was the spa? Yes. And took time to shower. Of apparently. course. Because if nothing else is consistent about this show, <laughs> it's that any time any of these characters get a moment to clean themselves off, they are going to do it. Like, every... Every single time. Rick wanders around covered in shit for days. And Madison is like, I have some schmutz under my fingernails. I need a wet wipe and I need one now. <laughs> oh, they looked they looked so squeaky clean after covering themselves and, and not with the, the art artistically, you know, arranged gore, but this is like the full on cover your entire face with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, get it in, get work it in there, get it in the ear canal and all that <laughs> fun stuff. And they, well, they look just so shiny and clean yeah. and, and relatively recovered from uh, drinking a lot of alcohol. Right. I, 
I realize that I'm not the heaviest drinker in the world. No, me neither. But I'm pretty sure that if I had drank as much as we visibly watched them drink two episodes ago... They would not have been able to... They would have been running yeah. into walls and... We're gonna... We, we've gotta stab the <laughs> thing! Yeah, I would have been I would have been passed out in, in zombie chow. Yeah. Um, but although you would think that um, that that's that would sober you up pretty fast, like all the endorphins and adrenalines. I, oh yeah, I'd imagine. But the crash afterwards would just be brutal. Mm-hmm. I think you'd come down so hard. Now it was a touch convenient that the place that they escaped to was in fact the spa, the spa, and where the underground tunnel cab yes but i was so confused by the layout of this hotel because it seemed like <laughs> they go out a door and they go out another door and up a staircase and through a corridor and around in a circle and now we're in the spa like yeah um i have a funny feeling that if we were to actually take the actual layout of this wherever they are shooting this mm-hmm and apply the Fear of the Walking Dead roots over them, they're not going to actually match anything remotely resembling reality. Well, you know, that's, that's not what necessary. Film, yeah. but, but still, it's yeah, I, I've, I've given up any kind of sense of mm-hmm. internal geography making sense. Just And at this point, it doesn't have to. But um, I'm curious to see if <laughs> this continues on. Because, yeah, no, it's very confusing. Yeah. And they said, they uh, later in the episode, they said it's, you know, they have 17 floors, and three mm-hmm. different buildings, and, you know, all these different things going on. So I get that, you know, they had stuff to, you know, they had places to go and things to do. And so anyway, Elena and Alicia and dumb old cousin, whatever his name is, <laughs> show up and they, and Elena tells them that. There's like 15, 16 guests stuck in, still in the hotel still, and they all hate her guts because, oopsie-daisy, they're all that's left of this wedding party that she tried to kill, and, and uh, or not really tried to kill, but just like... She tried to save the rest of the guests at the hotel by blocking the wedding party off. Yeah. And managed to accomplish the exact opposite. Right. And, uh, and whereas, they've got access yeah. to the food. They've got the... Yeah. They control the you know, everything that can conceivably you know, last them a significant amount of time. Yeah. There is some question as months to... Is yeah, months is what Elena says. There's some question as to how power is working in the hotel. Because the doors I can see being battery powered because they're still locking with the keys. Right. Um, we see lights on occasionally. It looks kind of like emergency lighting. But the magnet doors on the hotel rooms all work. Yeah. So I'm not sure where, I mean, yes, there's, a, okay, hotels, hospitals, big complexes full of people all have emergency backup, and but their generators, and their generators are powered by gasoline or, solar or or, or some, some sort of battery power in some way, and, you know, not knowing how this place is set up, it just, see, it, at this point, as long as it has been since this all started. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the cities, the, the, they're off the power grid. I mean, right. the, the city power is probably, you know, long gone. But yeah, I mean, it just, it seems a little odd. It's not, it's not super distracting yet, but it just yeah, seems a little we'll weird. See. So anyway, so Elena is like, these people want to kill me and they're not going to listen to us. And Madison is like, 
Challenge accepted. <laughs> and so she goes to where the wedding party is holed up. She and Strand. She and Strand. And she basically says, look, we have no choice but to work together. If we want to make a go of it, if we want to survive, this is going to be the place where we're going to survive. And we have got to, we've got to. This is it. This is where we are. Uh, so either you're going to help us or you're not, but we're going to do it. Right. And so some of them help and some of them don't. And they first they're going to like lure all of the zombies out and kill them each individually mm -hmm. and then carry them out to the beach and set them all on fire. And, and it's going to take weeks and weeks and weeks to do this. And then Alicia notices that the beach, after a certain point, there's a really bad riptide. Mm -hmm. so there's warnings plastered all over the place. And she's like, why don't we just take them all down the pier and drop them off the pier? And it is a very long pier. Yes. But before we have that particular really crafty and intelligent decision, we also have the talk. All right. We have the Madison Alicia talk. Yeah. The mother-daughter bonding moment. Right. Which, honestly, I very much enjoyed because... I did too. Seriously, this... We've joked about this. Mm -hmm. About, like, Madison, all she cares about is Nick. And she will throw herself off of a bridge to save Nick's life. And Alicia will figure out something. Like, right. <laughs> something, you know, Alicia will make it somehow. And... And so basically Madison is like, look, I'm sorry that I was never there, was not there for you in the way that you needed me to be. And Alicia's like, well, you're here now. Oh, and we also kind of have an idea where Ophelia went. Maybe. Maybe. She's either somewhere in the hotel or she took the truck and left. Right. the truck is missing. Right. And in fact, there was a big, um, Strand was convinced that Alicia had taken the truck and was trying to convince Madison that Alicia was gone. Right. Because to him, it was Ophelia is not going to, you know, uh, Alicia is going to be the one to take the truck yeah. and go. She's the survivor. She's the... Uh, Which I can agree with. Yeah. I think it's interesting how Strand looks at the kids and goes, you're a survivor. And then he looks at the other kid and goes, you're a survivor. And... <laughs> looks at Chris and goes, you crazy. <laughs> you need to stay away from me. You're dangerous. Yeah. I'm afraid you're going to have to go. Um, well, I I mean, yeah, just difference in parenting styles, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, no, I think Chris is Chris isn't a question of parenting style. Chris is a question of Chris is crazy. Chris is Chris is, I think, really he's a sociopath. He just doesn't he just doesn't care about people. Or he doesn't understand, he doesn't know how to interact with people for some reason. We need to go and well, I'm sure we'll get more detail about that at some point. I'm not thrilled, but yeah. I'm sure that as illogical and ridiculous as it's going to be, they're all going <laughs> to yeah. come back together at this oh, hotel God. at some point. And it's going to involve Chris riding on a motorcycle with, you know, a leather-studded helmet and, you know, baby James in a leather bikini oh, riding behind him. <laughs> and... Oh, and Chris is gonna stand up, and he's gonna yell into the into his bullhorn. Just walk away. Just walk away. No one needs to die here. Ugh. Dad, Dad, tell Madison <laughs> oh, to walk away. 
Oh, and then it'll show much. Travis, like, you know, standing there still in his stupid polo. Like, I just want to save my son. Hopefully someone will just shoot Chris in the head. Oh, God. That would be perfect. <sighs> but I, on the other hand, now, uh, baby James in the bikini. Um, I don't want to see it, but at the same time now, I think it could really give this show an extra push in, <laughs> in a really warped and weird direction. Right. So anyway, anyway back we to digress. non sequitur. Uh, uh, they plan it. They 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 sit down mm-hmm. and they make a plan, which you have to give them credit for because that's something Rick never did. Not until <laughs> this season of The Walking Dead, and he only did half the plan. When they went to go and attack what's in the Savior's compound. Yeah. That's the first time think, Rick ever sat down and was I like, we're going to do I think Rick plan. has had plans before, but the thing is is that Rick, has, Rick didn't have the blind arrogance mm-hmm. that this season has been the this has been the downfall of, of Rick this season. Here, the only person... I mean, the biggest arrogance we've had, honestly, was Nick kind of just this, I'm going to go off on my own and be okay and everything's mm-hmm. going to be fine. And we're seeing him not acting like that now. Mm-hmm. And as far as these guys go, I think maybe now that Madison is actually paying attention, realizes she's got one child left that she can mm-hmm. help and protect and be a part of the life of. And um, I like the fact we're actually seeing that that connection. Yeah, that connection grow. And I well, that was the good thing about. Um, about the way Carl and Rick progressed. Mm-hmm. At first, you're like, oh, God. But then it got better, and then the same thing kind of is happening here, where our our two main character family people are starting to come together and build something together. Well, and we even got over on Nick's storyline, him talking about his sister. Mm-hmm. And and that sort of wistfulness in his voice about his mom and his sister, where for all the fact that he kind—I mean, he, he was clearly blaming Madison mm-hmm. um, when the when the compound burned, right? Um, and now it's less—it doesn't feel like you don't really get that sense that he's blaming either one of them, right? Because um, because Lucia asks, you know, oh, you you got you know, was your family? Are, where are they? And he goes, well, the, you know, my dad's been dead for a long time, and my mom and my sister are out there somewhere. And she says, oh, are they still alive? And he's like, yeah, they were alive when I loved them. He said, I hope so. Um, we did find out that that her brother, uh, they yeah. found his brother, or found her brother. He'd been he'd been missing, and she was hoping that he was alive, but he turned out to be dead. So there was an emotional bonding moment with with Nick that turned into. Sex at times. Sweet, sweet makeouts. Yes, of, which of course it does. Um, but meanwhile, um, back at our, our plan, they do put together the plan. Mm-hmm. And they have gotten more of the family and the wedding party involved. Yes, there's the, probably about t- six people helping them. The groom's brother is helping. Yeah. The now groom the, is not, and Mary Alice Singleton... Is not yeah. Mom is uh, mom is still angry. Mom is still full of hate and pain. Yeah. And where when Madison goes and explains the world to them, 
It's like, look, you mm-hmm. you guys, you know, it's nasty out there, and this is you have a chance here. You have a chance for things to be better. Uh, you have a chance for people to to have a place to be that's relatively safe. Right. And you know, someone will come and someone will attack you guys. We've seen it. It's going to happen. You need to have a way to defend yourself. And you know, we can make this a home. Mm-hmm. Strand's reaction to that is, I had a home. He's dead. Right. Um, I don't have a home anymore. This is never going to be home. I will help you secure the place, but this is not home. We're going to live here. And and I'm going to, you know, wear this paint deep V. <laughs> uh, even though I dislike it. You could... <laughs> so anyway, um, they, they do the plan. They do the plan. And Tim... It was, it was tense, mm-hmm. and it was gripping. Like you didn't. I kept waiting for something horrible to happen because it's a Walking Dead property. And, and, and I actually thought something was. Happen. I thought I thought that one of the family was going to betray them because there's a scene where somebody locks comes closes the door mm-hmm. and locks. It. I'm like, oh, and you're like, no, no. I think this I think is supposed to be part of the plan. And it was. I was like, what? So. Hold on. People are actually working together to solve a problem on yeah. a Walking Dead show? Well, yes. Actually. Yes, they did. They, they and, did. And they did. And they solved the problem, and, and everyone survived the problem solving. And... Well, that's, but they still managed to make, even though we knew that Madison was not going to die, mm-hmm. that whole scene on the pier where you've got all of these walkers mm-hmm. and her walking backwards... Banging just, up hot. Uh, just, it's, it was shot really well. It is a very tense scene. Um, and, of course, the pier is way out into the ocean with the undertow. And so they have to get a boat to go out to. Mm-hmm. And then for a second, it looks like they're not going to be able to get over the waves in time. And that and... was actually a pretty good shot, too, where that boat yeah. almost goes vertical. Um, and but then... The... They do it. Yeah. Everybody gets it. Madison Madison jumps over the side of the pier, and the zombies come in after her, and they start falling into the ocean, and they get on the boat. Mm-hmm. She get, They get her on the boat, and they take the boat back, and... They have dinner. They have dinner. Everybody has a big dinner, except for Mary Alice Singleton and the, the groom, who are not ready to join Elena at the table just, just so yet. Um, so Strand goes up, and talks to the groom, and they have this sweet moment where they talk about how that neither one of them felt worthy of their significant other, mm-hmm. and and he didn't allow them to take Lindsay, Jessica. I keep wanting Jessica. to call her Jess, Lindsay. Jessica with the other walkers. The groom didn't. She is still in, she's, she's in a room. He knows which room it is. He's He's still hold part of him still holding out hope that it, she's in there somewhere. Yeah, and that seems to be something that you know it's easy to forget that in the world of The Walking Dead they don't have zombie movies, goblin movies, right? They don't have any. They don't have a reference point to going. Oh, nope. Person I love is dead. So while. It, it gets kind of old after a while, to some degree, where mm-hmm. you're constantly running into people going, no, no, it's our loved ones. They're still in there. It's like, no, they're not. They're really not in there. What's wrong with you? We are, we've also taken a step back here with Fear of the Walking Dead to the early days right. of the outbreak. So 
it's it's a little understanding. And and honestly, this is a well crafted emotional scene. Yes. Between two people who had lost the person they loved. It was a little strange to have Strand going, you know, you'll get over it. It'll be, you know, he's like, and she pointed out, this was like, what? This happened to you like five days ago, buddy. <laughs> Don't tell me you moved past it because you haven't moved past it. Um, and so, yeah, then he goes in there to uh, to put her out of her misery. And it's another well done shot because it's down there. He opens the door and he, well, he, he says, he goes, let me help. Let me help you. What's your wife's name? Mm-hmm. And there's Jessica. Let me help Jessica. I thought that was, a, again, a really well-written and real, really well-performed mm-hmm. scene between those two guys. But he walks through that door, and it's one of those hotel rooms with a narrow kind of walkway mm-hmm. back to the main area. And so he's you know lit from... We're watching him walk away. He's lit from the front, so it's this great silhouette. It's actually a really, really well-done shot. And then the door closes, the episode's open. Yeah, it's... If the rest of the show was written like this and performed and, and, and shot like this episode, mm-hmm. episodes like this and, and what, two episodes ago? So we are two, yeah, it was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, episodes like this actually remind us that we actually have a really good cast. And the premise isn't terrible. And it's just... I, I would love... If this show was heading in the dire- sort of heading in the direction that I just suggested, where we are going to end up with uh, Madison and her group of survivors at the at this hotel and gaining power and resources and all that mm-hmm. stuff, and then Travis and his just awful child. <laughs> um, Gaining power and resources through violence, the them eventually coming to a head. I would love that, where where it ends up with them facing having to face off against each other. Cause she, I think she's almost set it up where she was like, just because we are nice, doesn't mean the next people that come find this place are going to be nice. Right. I you know I think that if Chris. If there was anything more to Chris, we have not seen anything yet aside from mental health issues, you know, sociopathy, sociopathy, sociopathic tendencies. There we go. Uh, Perhaps psychotic tendencies. Travis is not, at this point, Travis has not become a obstacle to his son, which he would have to be and still be Travis. I just don't think I just don't see Chris as becoming strong enough to be a threat to Madison and Strand. I mean, certainly, certainly when you know with Alicia and Madison asleep, he's a threat. Yeah. But in terms of, I just don't see him becoming a leader. And Travis isn't the kind of man, unless we get a real serious heel turn here. Travis isn't the kind of person who's going to become so violent as to be a power consolidating person. Hmm. I'm not sure how we're going to get these to them back again. And I'm afraid they like I don't it's, I, no, it's gonna be super lame. Oh, there's gonna lame. there's gonna be some sort of like, oh 
just so happens that this beach resort hotel is like two and a half miles from that weird place where Nick is. And oh, it just so happens that this <laughs> farm is only a minute. For they all been heading in the same direction. They just didn't even know it. Ain't nobody knew what nobody knew. Right. So, so Georgia, Georgia ge- uh, geography, that magic. Yeah. Georgia magic. So yeah. Well, hopefully not, because I really think that I would well, not mind having this show continue to have two completely separate, two if not three completely separate storylines, where these people are all separated, separated, and continuing on. Um, I would. I actually would rather have that than any of these characters come back together again. I think mm-hmm. all of them are more... Well, okay. Travis and Chris are not. No. Nick is more interesting out on his own. Yes. Madison and Strand and Alicia are more interesting out on their own. Because they're building a weird kind of family unit. Mm-hmm. Because Strand is not... Strand is not going to be the dad. Mm-hmm. But in some respects, he does have aspects of a father figure. And and he, I don't see him and Madison becoming a couple in any way, shape, or form. No. And I would be really disappointed if they do. Yeah. Because that just, you know, we've we've seen Strand's, the love of Strand's life. And right. I don't see Madison slotting into that as, <laughs> no. the re, you know, no the rebound. And not, not, not without Strand being different than who we've, we've seen in Beast. Yeah, especially considering that um, the first season and the first ten episodes of the second season were devoted to Strand's unwavering mission Mm -hmm. to get back to this person. It would be really, really hard for me to take if Strand was just like, well, yeah, I guess I'll do chicks again. Well, and and that actually was this love story... And uh, it, it, there are times it didn't quite work, but overall it was a solid love story arc. And I just, I mean, yes, we've established that Strand could have picked Madison up in a bar and had sex with her mm. just because he could and he was capable and he enjoyed the game. But she knows he enjoyed the game and that's not who he is anymore. Right. I, yeah, it just it would be it would be really unfortunate. I think he's a better character, honestly. Both of them are better characters for having their romantic interests out of the yeah. way. I don't know. It's just, yeah. That's my that's my pitch for the show. Is just have that's these three how stay. I feel about it. <laughs> these three storylines stay completely separate. Well, I guess I think that it's fine. I think it would be fine if it was just these two storylines we never saw from the time that Chris shot that poor old man, and Travis looked at him like he's finally seeing the monster. Mm-hmm. It just went to Nick and Madison in separate storylines for the rest of the season. I'd be fine. I would be totally fine. Yeah, I, I would as well. Um, unfortunately, they have not consulted no. us, or else we would have solved this problem much earlier in, in oh, yeah. last year. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Chris and Travis have, have spontaneously been <laughs> combusted on the deck of the boat. <laughs> What are we going to do? Sweep the ashes into the sea and forget they ever existed. Yes. We can dream. Oh, well. Anyway. Well, thanks for listening, folks. We will be back next week with another episode. Um, I believe we are we are coming up here on... There are 15 episodes in this season. 
And this was episode... I want to say this was episode... Purple Rain. Episode Purple Rain, yes. This was... 17. It just said, it just said Pablo and Jessica. Yeah, overall, that's what I'm looking at. So yeah, this is uh, this is episode 11 of the season. Uh, so we've got four episodes left, uh, which is... Yeah, there's plenty of time they can wrap stuff up there. Uh, which means we are... Ooh, the last two episodes of the season are a sing on a single night, so we have three nights left. Oh, and then so we've got a gap, a tiny gap. But we're going to start watching the sci-fi show about about creepy pastas. We got creepy pasta, and um, it's been suggested that we might want to consider some of the other stuff that's coming back uh, this fall, like Lucifer coming, Luc- second season of Lucifer, mm. and some other things. We'll we'll figure out what we want to do as as we go forward. With we can we can watch. Um, uh, Finding Prince Charming on Logo. That is a Finding Prince, Finding Charming. Prince Charming. It's The Bachelor with gay dudes. That is a science fiction show. <laughs> if I have ever seen a show is, about the apocalypse, but is it, is it horror? Is, <laughs> I have ever seen it. Or is it. Is it scary or is it horror? It's it's pretty much fantastic. Well, we'll 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 see what that. I mean, I lived. I this. lived in the first episode. I gotta bleep that now. Oh. <laughs> That's all right. I gotta bleep other things. Anyway, thanks for listening, folks. We appreciate uh, your time. You can find us on podcast.com and iTunes as well. As Twitter and. Yes. Dustin tweets yeah. often and tweets the show. He's very funny. On, I am not very funny on my tweets, my, my rare tweet. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back next week on Some Apocalypse Now. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio.